Good morning. We're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scripture this morning is coming from the book of Luke, chapter 18, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with him? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. We're going to stop right there, and we're going to start with this first part in the first verse. And he says, he speaks this parable to him. He gives them the reason Jesus does. And the Bible says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now, I don't know if anybody listening has ever fainted. I've had people tell me about it. And I know when you faint, it's a very helpless feeling. It's a very helpless situation you lose control of your bodies you can feel it coming on and there's not really anything you can do to stop it and the bible here is very clear that we ought to always pray and not to faint in other words if we don't pray then we're likely to faint we're likely to lose heart and lose hope we're likely to find ourselves in a helpless situation but there is a way to keep from fainting. There is a preventative measure. There is a surefire cure for fainting spells, and that is to pray. We need to pray, not just pray every now and then, not just pray every once in a while or once a day before we go to bed, but the Bible says that men are always to pray and not to faint. In other words, in order not to faint, men are always to pray. The Bible speaks of praying without ceasing we need to be a people of prayer we need to be a people that's in a constant spirit of prayer somebody that takes prayer seriously now notice in this parable that jesus spake he's speaking of an unjust judge and this lady she came to him and she was persistent it was by her persistence the fact that she would not quit coming she come i imagine every day she come and waited until he would talk to her she would not and he finally gave in so he would because she was wearying him her continual coming was wearying him that means literally blacking his eye that means to give him a bad reputation or bad report among his people he finally gave in to what she did but i'm glad that we serve a god that is eager and waiting to to help his people that says in verse number seven and shall not god avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him though he bear long with him i tell you that he will avenge them speedily nevertheless when the son of man cometh shall he find faith on earth this passage is speaking of the last days the days after the rapture but i believe that we can get some help we can get some help today and encouragement today we also need to pray it'll be even more important in those days to pray but i believe it is important today to pray we have an adversary just as this woman had an adversary we have an adversary the devil who walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour it is 
important that we pray during World War One when London kept getting bombed. Uh, a sign appeared out in front of a church said, if your knees are knocking, pray on them. When you get scared, when you run into trouble, when devils fight you, when you run into problems, you need to pray. We need to be persistent towards God in our prayer life. We often pray as a mischievous young boy who knocks on the door and runs away before the occupant can get to the door. We often pray in a hurry. We we pray, I believe, before God and His purpose and His plan has time to answer the prayer we've already prayed and forgotten about it. But we need to be a people that prays and is persistent in their prayers. Colossians 4.12, Paul writes, Ephesus, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. I believe right there, I don't know how you would interpret that, but I see that always laboring fervently for you in prayers. I see that as saying that prayer is hard work. It's not something easy. It's not something to be taken lightly or just said and went on and we move on from it. But I believe there is some effort that has to be put in to praying. We need to be willing to put a little bit of work behind our prayers. We need to be willing to do what we can. Don't don't pray for your brother, your sister, a lost loved one. Don't pray for them if you're not willing to love them. Don't pray for them if you're not willing to witness to them. Be willing to do the work. Be willing to put the effort in yourself. An old country preacher said, don't pray for corn if you're not willing to hold a hoe and hoe out the weeds and work the row and work in the garden and do your part. We need to be, have some people that are persistent Christians, that are faithful Christians, that are willing to do their part. We see the persistent in this first parable, but we'll go ahead and look at the second parable that comes right after it. Chapter 18, verse number 9. We see the Pharisee and the publican in verse 9, and he spake this parable unto certain which trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Note, the first parable we read was to the end that men are always to pray not to fight. This one was spoken unto a certain which trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even as this publican. I face twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Notice here he five times he said the word I. We may we may pray and say, Lord, I, I thank you that I can give you my time. I thank you that I can give you my service. We may look at somebody and say, Lord, I, I thank you that I'm not like them, but we need to be careful that we don't get high-minded in our prayers. We need to be careful that we stay humble. James 4, 6 says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Matthew 6, verse 5 through 8 talks about hypocrites who think they will be heard with or much speaking. We've all heard somebody pray and pray in such a way that it sounds eloquent, it sounds sounds pretty, it, it sounds great, but I have to say, if they're praying to themselves, if they're praying in arrogance, if they're not praying in the right spirit, God says here, He notice He said He prayed thus with Himself. He, he prayed in such a way that God didn't hear it. It didn't even get 
up through the ceiling. It didn't even get up through the roof. It didn't didn't get out of the temple. He just prayed with himself. He just prayed with himself. We need to be careful that we're not praying to ourselves. We're praying to God. We need to be careful that we don't get this ideal that we're something special. We don't get this ideal that God is blessed to have us, that he is lucky to have us, that, oh, God can... God can use us and do something great with us. We need to remember that we are all just dust, that we're all just a people that have accepted Christ as our Savior. That's the only way I'll ever get to heaven is that I've accepted Christ as my Savior. I I can't get there on my works. I can't get there on my good deeds. And you can't either. They won't be. I, I can promise you when you get to heaven, there won't be anybody in heaven that says I got there by keeping the law. There won't be anybody in heaven that says I got there by my good works. There won't be anybody there that can say they got there any other way but then through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We see the persistent. We see the proud. But we also see the purchased. In verse number 13, And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Realize this morning that the Pharisee was the head of the religious crowd. He was the he was the head of the Baptist church. He was the he was the deacon. He was the one that everybody would look up to and think was great. But this other man, this publican, this was a tax collector. He had sold out his religion. He had sold out Judaism. He had accepted a job as a tax collector and he he would live a wicked life. He had lived a life where he extorted others, where he had gained financially from others' heartaches. See, when he collected taxes, he had a certain amount he had to collect for the king, but above and beyond that, he could collect whatever he wanted and he could keep it himself and he'd hardly even be welcome in the temple. And he didn't come in high-minded. He didn't come in full of himself, the Bible says, and he standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You can go back and you can look. The Pharisee prayed 34 words that were not heard. 34 compared to this publican's seven words. God, be merciful to me a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. We've seen the persistent, we've seen the proud, but we see here the purchased. We see this publican that wouldn't even be allowed to come in the temple. He wouldn't even be welcome in the temple. He'd be He'd be rejected by the religious crowd. We see him coming. He he wouldn't be able to go to the mercy seat, but praise God, Christ later on would die at the cross and he would create a mercy seat especially for him, one that he was welcome to come to, one that I'm welcome to come to. Hey, let's learn from this example. Let's learn from this parable. Let's let our public prayers be short and our private prayers be long. Let's pray in humbleness and meekness and pray in earnestness to holy god let's not pray in a way that we're praying for a show but let's pray and talk to our lord and savior verse number 15 of chapter 18 in the book of luke and they brought unto him also infants and he would touch them but when his disciples saw it they rebuked him 
But Jesus said unto him, and said, Suffer little children, come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. Dr. H.A. Ironside, he said, he struggled with this, with the idea, with the concept of coming to Christ as a little child, to coming to God as a little child. He struggled. He couldn't understand how he could possibly do that. He had lived. He had sinned. He had done many things. But he said he finally realized, see, Jesus wasn't as scary. He wasn't someone that the children were afraid to come to. He, he could just call them and they would come. And I'm telling you today, Jesus is nobody to be afraid of. He loved you. He loved you so much that he died and he paid price on Calvary for your soul. We don't have to be afraid of Christ as a sinner. We can run to him. We don't have to be afraid of Christ as a saved Christian. We can run to him. Whenever I come home of the evening, my, my little boy Jace, he, he comes running. I often step in and I hear mama say, oh, I, I hear daddy. And that little boy will come running down the hall, come looking for me. He'll be excited to jump in my arms. That's the relationship that we can have with our Lord and Savior. We can pray always, always to Him. We can know that He loves us and He cares for us and He'll take care of us. And I challenge you, Christian, today. I challenge you, if you're lost and you've never accepted Christ, I challenge you, run to Him, confess your sins and accept Him as a Savior. If you're wandered afar off and you've not been serving Him, you've not been living for Him, you've not been faithful to Him, I, I challenge you this morning, I challenge you today to Run back to him as a child. He's standing there with outstretched arms, ready to welcome you. Pray this message will be a blessing.